0: you
1: hello and welcome to another west march guys podcast i'm jt i'm joe i'm aj and i'm john and if you listen last time you're gonna know what we're talking about getting back into tasha's cauldron of everything and Play the town. we're gonna dive into the new character options and the uh the new subclasses that they came out with because we feel like that's a, a whole episode on its own so let's just dump right into art Fisher. yeah they're the new class we've seen them been played before we've been playing them For a bit, we have some in our campaigns that actually have been playing before this even came out that they got through uh, Unearthed Arcana and such. Um, But they really actually break down the whole class, and we're going to go through it as much as we can. Just as basics, if you don't know, they are magical inventors. They create ingenuity. They create items that are infused with their their magic, which they can then use to give to other people or use on themselves and produce pretty amazing stuff. Well, I currently am a level five artificer
0: with the armorer subclass. So just to, I don't know how in depth we want to get into this class, but he, JT is correct. It's, you're going to be, you're, you're casting spells, but you're doing it through technology or you're doing it through your, your, your genius inventor mind. Um, And it can, and what's one of the things that I personally really like about the artificer class is it gives me because I'm insane, the ability, the ability to like make it so that I have all the flavor with my spells. So like, you know, if you have healing, uh, if you have, um, what is that? I can never remember that, that cure wounds, my cure wounds for my artificer is actually a healing tonic injector. And that's the idea is that your spells are channeled through your inventions and your inventions are the whole arc of you. Cause obviously, cause you're an artificer. So When you're at the first level, you'll get magic tinkering, which allows you to make little gizmos and gadgets. You can shed bright light or dim light in different colors and different, like in a five foot radius. You can create an object that records a message. Um, You can have one that continuously emits like a sound or a wind chime or an environmental effect, kind of just to let, you know, you get to like make little gadgets that get like, give you little sensory effects. And you only have up to your intelligence modifier and you can make as many as you want. Just, you can only have five active at a time. So think of it. One of the things that I like to equate for artificers is that think of your, like your spells and your, all of your abilities are battery based. So you only have enough charge for five of these at a time. So if you're going to make five and then you go to make another one, well, that one's got to lose its charge for the other one to take effect. So once you, if you make more than the, that you have, the, oldest one drops and getting further into it. You're going to be able to, you know, your whole class is based around your spells. Um, you'll learn how to basically create any tools you want at the drop of a hat. Like if you need alchemist supplies, you can magically create them. They only last for like, I think an hour They you get uh, for think
1: your a spell like a list. wizard with items.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to get in that your spell list is the wizard list, it, but you're a, Half caster. So you only have up to level five spells and you have a little bit, I think it's a slightly less amount of spell slots, but you are picking mostly from the wizard list. So you have, you know, Firebolt, mage hand, uh, cure wounds, detect magic. Like, you, you know, if you're a wizard, you know, those spells, but the next thing, which I think is one that is really like the meat and potatoes of an artificer is your artificer infusions. So, One of the reasons why I like to call the Artificer class the DM class is because normally, if you're a character exploring the world, you're kind of limited to the amount of magic items that you can encounter based because, you know, on their availability. You know, you're not going to see a rare item very often because they just don't exist. But if you're an Artificer, you get to make your own. So every once in a while, um, I think, hold on, let me find the exact ones. I think it's at... I think they happen every couple of levels. And one of the things, uh, you can only have a certain amount of infusions
1: active magic at a time. Magic is the one that gets you your skills up for each, what you can, how many more items you can have. Yeah. And how, more, how much more of a magic item. So it's yeah. 14, I think.
0: When you create an infusion, you, you're basically going to go away and you're going to create, you're going to spend like a night or two and you're going to create a magic item. Now, it's the same idea as your little like trinkets is you can only have a certain amount of a time. So you know how to make four inventions, but you only have enough juice to power two of them at a time. And, it, it's, the, and it's like the other one. So if you have four and you want to change one of them, one of the, the other one that you like are changing has to drop. It's the same, same idea. Uh, what else? If we want to get into the. Uh, it's also the idea that at level two and you can know four infusions,
2: you do get a limited base on the ones that you can do. Like yeah, and your you, infusions you are far make and wide. a very crazy exotic magic item at yes. level two.
0: I think at level two, you have access to uncommon items. Um, again, I could go into the depths of this class and they're far yes. and wide, but...
2: It's the basis that, I, yes, you get the ability to produce two magic items. That's really it. Yeah,
0: and uh, I'll make this quicker. Um, it's broken down into the... Tasha's has four subclasses, choices to pick that, from.
2: See, that's the meat and potatoes of the artificer.
0: Well, well, I see. I think the infusions are because your whole life is worried. I think the infusions are. Dude, I'm speaking from as a player for the infusions that like my infusions make a break Xander. Yep. Because if I didn't have that bag of holding, my whole life is different. Yeah. But so there's four subclasses. There's the alchemist, the armor, the artillerist and the battlesmith. And they all use their genius in different ways. The alchemist plain and simple you're 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 brewing toxic you're brewing like chemicals you're more yeah you're more of a chemical engineer than you are anything so you're making like you learn more healing and more i guess environmental now like an elemental magic so like flaming spear acid arrow that sort of thing so you've mastered the the elements the armor
2: if you you had to break them down into a class type i mean alchemist is ranged magical dps almost
0: yeah i mean if i was going to equate it to like a famous inventor i don't know who maybe like dr Jekyll. yeah i don't know yeah um so then you have armor which would be your tony stark um i it's your you have a suit of armor that's exactly it Um,
2: it's it's your tank spec
0: Yes, you get to use your, and your armor becomes part of your arcane focus. So your inventions are all built into the armor. It's it's a lot of fun to play, but you're basically Tony Stark. The next one is Artillerist. Uh, That's the other uh, South March character that we have. It is based around the idea that you have a massive, or you have like a turret. So kind of like portal, or it's a movable invention that can either shoot it can heal it can do a bunch of stuff but you're you're based around projectiles and eldritch cannon is what they call it yeah an eldritch cannon but it can take on many forms it can crawl it can move at some points i think it can fly if it's small enough and then that kind of bleeds into the battlesmith which is kind of the same boat but instead of having like little turrets and little things that you can like deploy and have like almost like drones you have um you're based around like a like almost like a mount or a like a beast master he's like an inventor beast master so he has like a a giant construct that comes with him so i think what they show on the website is they show like a little gnome and he has this like almost like a armored metal bear that looks like he has like a forge brewing in his throat and it's kind of like that so you're a lot of it's based around this creature this construct that you can like it delivers your spells for you it can take damage for you it's you know it's that is how your genius is manifested that's pretty much it for Artificer. Like, like I said, it's the DN's class. Like, You get to just do whatever you want. Um, I mean, that's all my notes, if anything. The, it, it be the, the, the anything. infusions
1: are, are big, right? Like um, getting into... I don't want to get into all of them. Because I know, but, but so like for, in, for instance, it's making your armor able to fly, make it stronger. You can have Homoculus Servant, which is basically a fine familiar, if you will. Yes. um that you can use to go use stuff you can get arcane weapons things of that nature the biggest one is the replicate magical item which is the um, one we touched on which is the one we touched on it really basically means that you can th- it gives you a list of decent items that you can make for yourself or other people that you can make so it, it's they're they're pretty standard either eagle gauntlets of ore power uh braces of defense at 14th level i mean you can get things like rings on water walking at lower levels but just like just any any spell that a wizard could get you can just Make it into an item quickly. That now, I, I, I will note: you, know. you cannot
0: change your infusions once you pick it. That's it. That's you it. don't get to go. But like you when, can you level it, up, when
1: you, when you, there's levels you can change it, but very few. Hold on. It's like a I fighter. Know, there's levels, no, there's
0: levels you gain more. But, you
2: gain, well, no, no, but then no, with Natasha's, caveat, no, you
1: can change them. Do you understand? Like.
0: I don't think that you would be able to do that because the way that it's written is it's because they're wizard based. So their knowledge is it's it's accumulated knowledge. It's not like he can. It's not like so. You learn your infusions. Once you pick that infusion, you have it for the rest of the game. Guess what? It's, I made the mistake of picking the goggles of the night for
1: one of my infusions. Guess how many fucking times... Whenever I've you gain those? a level in this class, you can replace one of the artificial infusions you learned with a new one. It says it right in the book.
3: Yeah, it's like <laughs> choosing a new spell, but at a different it's level. It's literally...
1: You can do it. So I can change them all the time? Uh, when you would gain a new one, just like the
3: subclass feature. It's That's typical for like... That, most... I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it, So it... It's typical for, like, most spell spell lists when you have a limited spell. Like, so bards can change their spells every well, time they I, get no, a new see,
1: level. See, Artificers... That <laughs> I just do blow it? your mind?
3: No, they you can do that. blow yes. it. I just, I just no, that No, you talking about limited. me. I'm sitting over here screaming in
2: the muted mic because, dear God, why did we tell AJ this?
3: You also realize, <laughs> looking at this, the armorer can't get the shield spell. He
0: gets it
2: automatically.
3: No, he gets does he?
0: D&D Beyond gives it to you automatically. He gets uh, that, and he gets um, Magic Missile.
3: Interesting, because this it looks like you get Magic Missile and Thunderwave.
1: The armorer, Joe? Are you sure?
3: Armor. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And
3: the,
0: D, I, I
2: trust D&D Beyond. Uh, but it's, you always have certain... Sp- so the problem is, is, these spells cut, he gets those added as well. So you always have certain spells prepared after you reach particular levels. Yeah. Uh,
1: so he doesn't always have shield these Spells
2: count as our professor spells for you, but they don't count against the number of spells you prepare.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, it's like how paladins get stuff. That's always prepared.
2: Um, I have what grown that? to hate them because they're broken. Honestly, they are, they are, as he says, they're a DM class and it is, I am the DM. I finally get to play. I'm going to make your life a living hell. I, that's my personal take on them. I'm sorry. I love you, buddy, but that's my personal take on them.
0: No, I, uh,
2: I am fully aware. It is, it is the idea that, yes, the armor is a super tank. It, it is, you know, the ability that he gets the, his, what do you wear, 21 AC?
0: 21 AC normally, but that is with magic armor and shield.
2: Yeah, so you're a fighter who would pick up a plate armor and a shield.
0: Yeah, and, I'm also
2: limited. Like, and you get yeah, your infusion all... that gives you a plus one AC is the only difference.
0: Oh, and um, the nice part about your infusions is that my plus, armor, plus one armor, when I get to, I think, 11 or 13, comes becomes sectional. Yeah. yeah, I know. So, uh, so I know.
2: <laughs> artillerist is... It's funny, because Artillerist we didn't touch on is two different ways. You can be the Artillerist that's doing a lot of damage, or you can be the Artillerist that is throwing a cannon out that continuously just feeds health your entire party every turn. The shield that
0: that thing gets is stupid. I yes. thought the shield that the armorer gets is, like, dumb, but, like, 1d8 plus your intelligence that every turn you get to refresh? Yep. What?! I mean, higher levels, yeah. I'm sure they'll drop off, but I mean, no. I think know. I think it, I think it goes up a dice too yep. later.
2: Yep. But it's the idea that so basically one d8 plus your intelligence. Which if you're in uh, what's called and you're not playing an intelligence of twenty, you are not even max or you are not playing them correctly. That's how I always look at it. So it's a minimum of six HP for everybody in range every turn.
1: That's nuts. That's a lot. That's a lot. But I, I personally,
2: I like artificer. It's the idea that I don't Farm. have to throw magic items at you. You can make your own. Um, Yeah, and now that I know that my infusions change, like in Smartass... Yeah, I'm going to have so much fun with that Great. But it's also the idea that, do you provide them to the rest of the party? So I could basically give the rest of the party items in a certain way because you're making up for it. I think artificers get crazy when the artificers start picking up normal magic items as well.
1: Yeah, but that's late. late I wouldn't see, but as an artificer, I guess as an artificer and as a
0: DM... If I'm looking at it objectively, I wouldn't expect you to give me magic items. I honestly wouldn't.
2: Well, it's, it's the idea of giving you the magic items it's, uh, the magic items in a dungeon. You searched and found it. Well, crap. Do you play the artificer and you keep it, and you put the ring on your finger, or do you play the artificer and go, I can already just do this. Here you go.
0: Yeah, that's... I mean, it depends on what it does.
1: Yeah, Circumstantial. Yeah. So, but it's artificer really in a nutshell. I think they're a lot of fun. Most of it. Um, I think we And it just really, got more fun, actually. You should play them. Definitely play them. So, I just... I, I really really excited to get into barbarian because joe brought this to my attention before i actually got to it in the chapter and it's something that i think i might play a barbarian because this new sub feat uh path of the wild magic it it really opens up so we've all been so okay first things first adds new features to the class that you can go over has form of the beast which is basically a you instead of having a weapon you can use your hands and get more damage from your um, so,
2: so the thing you're talking about right
1: now is the op completely other subclass, which of the is Beast. Path of the beast. Path of the Beast. I'm sorry, I got the mixed up, and that is the feature where instead of having an, uh, a weapon like most barbarians do, you take on some druidic traits and become some sort of beast. And um, yeah, I, I I I enjoy it. I think it would really open up barbarians to being less armor based and less uh, weapon based, and so they can actually be more. Switching it up, I think it adds a lot more cool features to get more power. But um, yeah, I think I don't know. it gives them
0: a, a clearer identity too as a barbarian, because like to have like for me most barbarians like cool. You have a big sword or a big axe or a big hammer and you just hit things really hard. Okay, cool, that was fun. But I, I, I do I think it gives them a little bit more. I mean, uh, let's call let's call this what this is. Congratulations, you're a werewolf.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, like it. well, without being the werewolf, right? Like werewolf it's- light.
3: But then, like, that's, I, oh, man, I wish there was more, like, werewolf, vampire-esque character classes. Um, yes. Blood Hunter, have
0: you ever heard of
2: it? Yeah, oh, yeah,
3: yeah, no, I mean, there is the Blood Hunter, which but is, just, I don't it's think the it's the technically idea. official, though. No, or not. not, I mean,
2: this is more your basic, maybe Hulk? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, I see it. It's I just, just the uh, idea that you change. I mean, yes, it, it, how I look at a lot of subclass ways, and especially what Tasha's is doing, we'll talk about later, it is, you're taking this class, and you're giving them the option of being... A different class. This is a druidish barbarian, just like you said. Just like how your next thing we're going to talk about, wild magic, is congratulations, you're a sorcerer barbarian.
1: Well, it's it adds a little more flavor like like AJ was talking about and I just want to touch on one more thing that I this is what I was trying to talk about before the, there is optional class features that do not involve Wild Magic or Path of the Beast and I just want to see how my fellow DMs feel about it and if you're going to take them into your campaign I know this is just the first one and there's some for each but like this one has third level and tenth level you get two more proficiency skills which is nice because I think adding proficiencies to any character background if anybody wants to play into it is a good thing I, I feel like it doesn't break the game that much but the other one that you get at seventh level is as part of your bonus action and when you enter your range, you can move up to half your speed. And I don't think that, ne- while necessarily that's not too crazy, each new class now gets new features that you're allowed to add or take away or substitute. Do you think you'll be adding them? Yes.
3: Yes. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I always, the more I can put in the game, the better.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. So I, I like. usually the fact that never say features. no.
3: Yeah, cool.
1: Okay, cool. I just wanted to touch on that. But these two, I like the moving up to half your speed, because, I mean, let's be real, Barb's, the hardest part about a Barbarian is getting to the 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 person you're trying to hit if you have ever run an encounter where
0: you're god you're, forbid they fly. And you're like you're like oh god i have to bone it i have to use my action to dash Yep, it gives them a little bit and it kind of makes sense because like if you're going to go into rage it's what it's like john said i think the last episode was like adrenaline like it's yep. like dude you're fucking hulking out yeah you're gonna get half for speed hulking
1: bit. out like with this new creature so i think it's sweet i like it. i really makes like sense. it. I like the BCL soul feature. I like that you get a swim speed. Again, I think it just adds more versatility to the barbarian class. I mean, a raging barbarian only can do so much. They just rage and barb. The natural weapons is good. Again, I know I touched on it before, but I'm really excited about the path of the wild magic. I think if you're... It's because um, you have a, a boner for wild magic. but Not yeah. just that. It really makes it a class for a more experienced player to want to play a barb. Because I feel like when you play barbs, it, it's boring. It Well, sorry. Objectively, it's boring. But... not
3: not as well not as a barbarian you're not a spellcaster you're
1: not a spellcaster but you're not like it's so so linear where this yeah really um this is my my argument to that
0: is like didn't you know that when you picked it
1: (laughs) yeah but now you can i don't know i I think it adds more flavor i like the chance i like i am i am a a sucker for wild magic in general but like just like you said add the more the more the merrier it's a magic based game give me that magic give me the randomness so when drain. you say
0: experienced what do you mean like
2: you i mean yeah you don't cast you don't actually have a spell list it's just i,
3: I think it's the idea that if you didn't want to play a, a traditional barbarian this yeah. is a oh, very just, big change from a traditional i got you oh, i got you, yeah,
2: I got you. That makes but sense. it's also the idea that i'm a barbarian like expecting and some something crazy will always happen like you rage always and you happen just, yeah you rage and something happens that's all it is and this is a lot of crazy stuff Oh, I mean, it'd be fun to play. It'd be hard to play because so it'd be hard to incorporate it, right? Like,
3: huh.
2: so I mean, go go through it. So whenever you rage, you roll a D eight on a one, you get tendrils that lash out. Each creature of your choice that you can see within thirty feet must make a con save or take one D twelve. Wow! You also gain
1: one D twelve
2: temp hit points. That's insane. How are you gonna role play that?
1: How are you gonna replay really that? It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be you, a challenge. No, I I know like I know you can't. I'm I'm not looking for specific examples. I'm just saying. It, it explains if you it, were like if, I I, if I rage and shit shoots out of me. Yeah, but all right, fair enough. And then after the after the match, everybody's gonna go, "What the fuck was that?" So know. and
2: then you get to and you're going to look at your, and you're gonna look at the warlock to your right and go, "I don't know. He does it constantly." Yeah, fair enough. I just think it's fun. And, and then, then for twice. on a two, you teleport thirty feet into an occupied space, you can see. Okay, so you blink.
1: Well, to your rage. Rage. You can use this again. So you can just blink around the map. You can just yeah. flash to be- that's that is your
2: that is that is one of your better ones because you know, take barbarian, go fighter, take cleave, things like that. No you know? longer taking
0: opportunity attacks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Bye. I'm hitting you. Oh, okay. I'm going over there and I'm
0: hitting him.
3: Yeah, that would be really cool. To At higher levels, when you get more like flashing
0: yep. in and out, just like yeah, flashing, yeah. Flashing, flashing. Yeah,
3: like cool. me. It's I teleport thirty feet straight up, and then I come right back down on my target.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Wait, that's like <laughs> no, a no, sure. no, so you're no. no. You're Bowser. You're Bowser. <laughs> you don't have to blink. You don't have to. You can no. use this effect. Well, the
3: first one you have yeah. to.
1: The first one you have to. Yeah, and yeah. You, you, can, you can use this. Yeah.
3: And then after that, it's it's by choice. But I I don't know. For me, it's like the idea of being able to like flash above my target and then hit them. Oh. or flash into the air.
1: Oh, they're flying. So <laughs> I, so I, all right. So I'll say this. I'll say this. From what I can tell, it doesn't look like any of these are detrimental
3: effects. Well,
1: oh, except for mm-hmm. the necrotic damage that everybody takes around you.
3: To you, if I the of your choice that so
1: you can see. Each creature of, of your, your choice
3: of your choice. Yeah. So no, so, none of they're none, all none are players. players. Yeah, So, so, none, so none this, this is are...
0: so this is effectively just giving you a random bonus because if you're a wild no. magic sorcerer, you fully know that you could kill somebody if something yes. that goes off. Yeah. I see that would be my one complaint with this is that you exactly. should there's add no, some no detrimental negatives. to this. Yep. Like you should make it a D twelve and you should add four more detrimental effects to it. Give still give them stuff, but like this is the balance that I want to see. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I don't, it's not that I don't not like it. It's just, I think that they could have added a little bit more because if you're going to go wild magic, it's like this wild magic, it doesn't feel like, you know, when I'm a wild magic sorcerer, I'm casting a spell and going, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> Is this gonna, like, but like yeah. for this, it's like, Oh cool. I'm just going to get buff. So, I mean, I, yes, I do. I, I like
1: the fact that it gives you like the uh, more flavor town. But I, it uses they, the three though, which is cool. For what? For the bolstering magic for ten minutes, the creature, this creature that you touch or talk to, can roll oh, a so D three that, whenever. That's the you next can. section, yeah. Okay. Is yeah. that cool? No, I
0: like it. I think that giving uh, a barbarian more <laughs> options. Hold thing. real advantage.
2: quick, let's talk about this because so we're skipping the rest of the six. Options that just bonus you, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until your range ends, you're surrounded by light, protective lights. You get a plus one to AC, uh, and while you're within ten feet of you, you your allies get that same plus one. No. <laughs> oh no, that's bad. Yeah, a bolt of and an eight a bolt of light shoots from your chest. The creature makes a deck uh, con save, takes one d eight or one d six radiant and is blinded until the start of the next turn. Great, Uh heavy, least heavy it only start. lasts. For,
0: at least it only lasts for one turn.
2: Yeah. I mean, magic—not a four. Magic infuses of uh, your weapon. It now is light and thrown. Does does force damage, but it's a returning weapon now. So be a throwing axe barbarian and go
0: ballistic.
2: Okay, Bye-bye.
0: so at level, at, at level ten, you can also, Hold uh, on. but but bolstering magic. So for ten minutes, as JT
2: said, you roll a d3 whenever uh, you roll a d3 would make an attack roll or an ability check and add the number to the roll. However, you also roll a d3 and the creature that you've cast this on retains one expended spell slot equal to the number rolled so you as a barbarian
3: is giving your mage magic back is that sick you're infused with magic that's the whole like idea of All this it. one you're, is you you're, just you're have wild conduit of magic yeah, yeah it's just I want running to play it your so body. bad
1: it looks like so much fun anyway I mean, but then, right. but then the, next, the next
0: thing is that if... Um,
2: you could do this a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. So it's, I'm a barbarian. I have three mages in front of me. Tap, tap, tap.
1: A lot. Ugh, amazing.
3: So yeah. I will say, I don't know how much you guys have looked at the previous expansions, but the classes are getting more powerful because... Oh, yeah. yep. The whole idea of the game is to scale up. So yes. it's just like things are getting... Just all like that's right. the reason so they added. what are the
0: new monsters that scale up as well? Uh, let's see. Well, look some at of these Morden,
3: Mordenkind's tome foes. They're all yep. like challenge yep. rating 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Those so let's, look are... at, let's get let's get into it. We next. are
1: we we need to we need to keep moving along. We're only... like
3: so. So Tosh
0: has
1: made your players stronger. Here's how to kill them. Exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Bard.
1: So let's get into it. They have new spells, which is you can read them yourself. There's a lot. Uh, most of them are pretty. Pretty standard spells you should have seen if you've been playing this. We'll go over the spells in this book more in depth in a later podcast. Um, we won't get that today, but again, you get new features that go to every bar. One is the magical inspiration. If they get an inspiration die and cast a spell that restores, they can use that die to add more. It's just another inspiration die additional feature. I mean, we, I, I like that. It just adds more hit points. I mean, I feel like you should be able to use an inspiration die any way you want so no reason not to do it. Um and the other new feature is when you reach a level in this class that, cl- that grants you an ASI instead you can replace one of your once of the skills you choose for an expertise with another skill per- proficiency. So again changing your sub or your classes and more customization which we've always already gone over. And replace a cantrip. Again, we it's it's just like the subclass feet changing they're just letting you have more like say i think it's more for if you haven't been using something or you've never used this why have an expertise in it well
2: i would like it. to also say that this does not replace the asi bump
1: no it does not no no it, it is an addition fault. to it's in addition to and, it, and, and all you're doing is replacing something you've already had which again it's just more versatility to something you might not have been using or training towards moving on um there's a couple new colleges as well the college of creation i'm super excited about this one all right
0: the College of Creation is basically like, uh, from what I can glean, it is a like, pipe Piper-esque sort of thing. So you are, I mean, exactly what it says, you're about creating things. So at level three, you get the performance of creation. So you get to create one non-magical item of your choice in an unoccupied space, 10 feet of you. Uh, it must appear on you know surface. Da, 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 da. Um, when you create this, it can, you know, aid you in your fight. So... Uh, if you like, you wanted it to help. It could distract your like. If you wanted to take a help action, it could re- like go up and like get in the guy's face to give an advantage on stuff. Oh no! See, I'm thinking of level six. At level two, just get to create an item, create one item at this feature. It can just be whatever you want. See, equipment in the player's handbook. But I, I was talking at level six. You get a dancing item, so, animated performance. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you get to. So it's an animated performance. You get to create a a familiar, but it's in the form of a magic item. Um,
1: Pretty much a way to get another five familiar, but
0: yeah, kind of, no, uh, It's just, but it's, yeah. but it's, but it's bard flavored. So it's, you know, if you were a, um, like for whatever, like maybe you wanted to be like a minionette sort of guy, your dancing I don't, item could I don't be think a, it's as much as okay. uh
2: yeah, I don't think it's more fine familiar. I think it's more like uh, create the sword that appears around you. Like The, the
0: hit points yeah. is pretty cool. It's 10 plus 5 yeah. times yeah. your bard yeah. level, which can, you know... That's a lot. It's pretty nice. but at level 6, so... starting In, at, level at 14, six, you just get to make
1: better, um, 40. Better, better items and more items.
0: Yeah, so you're kind of like... Your college is based around being able to craft and manipulate, like, the inanimate world um what let, let, let's call it what it is
2: you are what is it mickey in fantasia
3: oh uh, you're, you're with a cartoon the character you can just create things well you just yeah. make
2: the brooms move and do stuff
3: yeah, yeah.
0: and the other one and, and this would have helped heavy Neck, actually I, pro- I might have dipped into bard if i was still playing Heavyneck because i wanted his chain to be able to dance around him and do stuff this that would be would a perfect cool. yeah, yeah. This would be a perfect opportunity to do that.
2: Then you, then you have the College of Eloquence, which is really the performers. Like the bars are already performers, but these are like the chari- more charismatic people. I,
1: I, I feel like you get into ch- a lot more charming in these classes. They're like, the silver uh, tongues. That's um, all ma- it is. manipulation, um, enchantment, if you will. But so it's a it's, storyteller almost. It's you very thought good.
2: you thought your bars were going to seduce things before? They're going to definitely do that
1: now.
3: So, yeah, you can't that's cool. You get like a really big bonus to your charisma and deception checks. Yep. Can't roll below a ten. <laughs> can't
2: roll below a ten. <laughs> it's like a rogue. It's like
3: yeah. a rogue.
1: It's like Then yeah.
3: Clark- so you do so, that. And then you take expertise in it. Boom. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have a rogue, and I just go. Oh, it's stealth check. Yeah, you're good.
1: You're all set.
2: Uh, but um, it basically affects creatures attacking your friends and helps your friends do things. So it, you're re- once again, you're a rogue or a bard. You're you're really buffing. That's all it is. You're you're debuffing the enemy by taking your inspiration die and making subtracting that from them and you're buffing your friends by increasing ability checks attack rolls saving and throws and etc
1: cool yeah no it's good I, I i like the way they did it i think it's a nice new ad- adaption to the bard uh, i'm a big fan i don't
0: play a lot of bards so for me this is you know it seems like uh, some good options
1: do you want to um get into cleric I mean, clerics are
2: fun. Uh, it's the idea that the new features that we get is you get a bunch of spells that we'll talk about later. However, there's a couple of things that you get. You get the hardest, of the Divine Power.
1: That's cool. That's my favorite thing that they added, which is nice because clerics don't like being able to get. All right, go ahead. Sorry.
2: It's just that you regain a spell. It's, oh, you know, oh, Raven Queen, blah, 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 blah. Grant me more power. And, you know, you get back, what is it? Uh, one expended sell slot, level which can be no higher
1: than half your proficiency
2: bonus. rounded up. And which it's, funny. you know,
1: you only get two at sixth level and at 18th level you can do three. But, like, just being able to get a couple lower level spell slots back because clerics, you get so stuck out of those lower sp- slots and have to, like, oh, I'm going to use my 7th level cure wounds on you, I guess. you know. <laughs> uh,
2: then later they get, at level 4, it's the same thing as before, where I don't like this skill. Uh, I have an ASI bump, can I change my skill? Yep. Uh, level 8, you get a feature which will replace Divine Strike or potent spellcasting, so I don't know how I feel about it yet. I need to see the side-by-sides. Uh, but you get Divine Might, basically... Well, you get Blessed Strikes, I'm sorry, but it gives you Divine Might. Uh, when a creature takes damage from one of your cantrips or weapon attacks, you can deal an extra 1d8 Radiant. Eww. that's great damage at level eight 1d8 at level eight
3: it's not that much at level eight <laughs> at level eight that's when you gain this feature yeah well i mean it, it's, it's cool it. you can tack it onto a cantrip so basically it gives you a lot more potency with your yes outside of your spell slots. Yeah, but uh but wait you can once you deal this damage
2: you can't use it again until oh start of your, your next turn so basically okay, so you yeah. get an empowered cantrip
3: which is yeah i mean if you think about it that feels good clerics only have one attack they never unless uh, i think war domain gets two but typically they only have one to get into uh, order domain
1: yeah but
0: then they also have their like they can use their bonus action to do like um uh, their no their Mm -hmm. holy weapon yeah yeah so like they yeah they get one attack but they also can be like hey fuck you and they get two so burning spot. yeah it's yeah
3: i know it's true there's i do i think it's gonna make make a big difference game i
2: mean yeah Carnegie yeah, I don't think I would take either of those.
1: All right, so the there's a new domain. Um, this this is cool. I like the order domain. I went into it. I read through it. It it's pretty much you're making a tank cleric is what I got out of it. You, instead of being cleric that's on the sidelines, you're a cleric who has a shield and something to fight with. And you are, I mean, you also have your spells, but you are ready to be in charge. It, they, they say it, a voice of authority. I mean, it's like a police officer. They're, they're looking a cop. at these. <laughs> You're cop. I mean, you're looking at the order and what? What are they um, in Ravnica? The Zorius. No, the Zorius. Yeah. The uh, kind of what's yeah. his name? Uh, Argus Finch. Argus was one of anyway.
2: Argus was uh, Boros.
1: Yeah. Anyway, Argus either way, bro. But um, I mean, you get your proficiency with heavy armor that you would normally get. Here's the fun part. The one thing that I don't see on this
2: is it doesn't state that this domain must be lawful. Funny. I, I would think that that's exactly how it should play, but it doesn't state that it must be. Either way,
3: I, I don't think anything. Oh no, there's some stuff in the earlier versions that required specific alignments. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get that, but just just how they describe it, it makes it seem like it. Yeah, yeah, being a chaotic individual. Oh, I guess that would be a fun like dichotomy of like you are a chi- chaotic individual that, in, but your god is someone of order, so you're always like at. Yeah,
1: that'd be fun. It's um, yeah, pretty much you become better at hold persons um charming people people take your commands um eighth level you can infuse your strikes with more divine energy um 17th and you what is it if you deal divine strike damage on a creature on your turn you can curse that creature until the start of your next turn so they can just take more damage it's pretty much a way to to control people so it's 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 an all right one so the next one would be peace domain too which is i liked it i think it's it's the opposite. Uh, again I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly yeah. the opposite it's exactly the opposite is what it is it, you can what is it move your speed without provoking opportunity attacks. and when you do it you're going to store hit points to creatures you help like when you get between pe- pe- people you can help t- them talk to each other what is it to bond forge between people helps them protect each other when a creature affected by your bolding bond is features about to take damage a second bonded creature within the first 30 feet can use this reaction to teleport to and then take all that damage basically you're able to move people around on the battlefield and divvy up the damage that would be given on your lower level ones is what I got out of it. What do you you mean by move people around on the battlefield? So you, you can use its reaction to teleport to an unoccupied space of the first creature. What was it?
2: Which one is this?
1: No, not move them around, but just being able to take the damage from other people on the battlefield, I guess. I thought you could teleport them to where you were, but that's another class. But being able to teleport next to them and then take their damages. Is-
0: there are abilities that allow you to command and move people, but I don't think he's the one he's talking about. Basically, all it is is I, you know,
2: you make your party be more a more cohesive unit. And as long as they're sticking together, they get crazy bonuses. I see. Um, you know, you create a bond within them for ten minutes. When any bonded creature is within thirty feet of another, they can roll a d4 to the number to an attack an ability check or a saving throw, no more than once per turn. So it's just
1: no. So it's six so, so yeah, when a creature is affected by your emboldening bond, is about to take damage, a second bonded creature within thirty feet of the first can use this reaction to teleport. Yeah. So you can. So basically, you don't you, choose.
2: You, they choose.
1: They choose, but they can move themselves to where they need to be in the battlefield. I'm sorry, that is what I was reading. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The- it's like I'm sorry. You don't choose. They choose. That's the part I missed.
2: Yeah. Once again, it's you, you know you've you've given your four other party members, or you,
1: technically including you, just we're all yeah. That's sweet. I like it. It's cool. It'd be a good way to keep a party together for sure. It's it's the dad character.
0: Oh getting no! Into no. The- Fighters also got some dad stuff going on. Oh god! On.
2: Yeah. No. I uh, yeah. We'll get there. I'm, we'll I, I'm actually excited
0: to get to, to go into that, but I think um, Druid is next for us. No,
2: so we still have Twilight Domain. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Twilight Domain seems fun to me just because it's once again more of a darker cleric. It's hard to explain how they play, uh, but they get martial weapons and heavy armor <laughs> high as always. But you can see through the deep, you get dark vision of 300 feet. 300 uh, feet, and can, it
1: doesn't impede by magical darkness.
2: Yep. And you can also share it within with other people within 10 feet of you you can also give people advantage on initiative rolls so if you have an assassin in your party hi <laughs> you could use channel divinity at later levels to for through the twilight you get temporary hit points charm to frighten basically you know you get basically make light steps of night bonus action when you're in gym light or darkness you can magically give yourself a flying speed divine strike which is i think they're just adding divine strike to every feature now because it's the same thing that was read before. It's, you could
1: take that or that other one we were just talking about. Well, that's the one the that d- we were
2: talking about earlier that's added, so I think that's why it's in every class. But uh, Twilight Shroud, uh, you and your allies have half cover. So really all Twilight's doing is you bring darkness to the battlefield. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's almost like the Battlesmith
1: or I the, like the Mastermind Rogue. I like the spells you get. I like the Fairy Fire Sea Invisibility, Liam and Tiny Hut, you know, Greater Invisibility. That, I like those the, the spare spells they give you through this class. I would take yep. it for that. So
2: uh, I think it's a very flavorful cleric. That's really all it is.
0: Very support-based. Like, oh yeah. Yep. This thing ain't doing damage, but yep. your your allies are gonna have a single problem. Yeah, this is this is the cleric you bring into a dungeon. Yeah, that's actually a good point.
1: Hey, I can't see. Not anymore. Yep. That brings us into Druid. Yes. Again, you get spells just like before. Some of the new features, you get a ability to summon a spirit as an animal form. Basically, you get to use the fine familiar shape at second level without the material components. However, instead of like the fine familiar you do as a wizard, this one only sticks around for as long as e- hours equal to half your druid level. So it's nice. You could use it like, hey, summon a bird, go check this out. Like, it'll be good for lower levels and a lot of versatility. I think I enjoy it. The other one was the fourth level druid feature. When you reach a level in this class, again, you can replace your, spell, your cantrips or your spell-catching feature with another cantrip, just like everything else, they're making it more modifiable. Otherwise, we're going to get into the circle of spores. So the first subclass, yes. Yeah, which is neat. I don't know if I'd ever play one, so...
0: I actually have a evil cir- uh, druid in that is this spores. Is, this is one of
2: the more talked-about druid classes that I've seen lately, looking at boards and reddits and all that, that spores is kind of fun and a little up there in power.
0: They have a... It, It's like hidden utility. Um, The fact that they have they have the like a spell list that they can summon stuff from. They can now summon zombies. They have a they have a symbiotic entity, which basically they can change their wild shape into a instead of like a wild form, like a a beast. They turn into this fungal entity. So like spores shoot from their neck. uh, Their like their arm will grow in size, or they'll just take on a different persona that's much more. Like attuned to like their. It's
1: almost as if this mushroom. is a
0: necromantic druid.
1: I knew yeah. AJ was going to take it when I was reading through it because of all the anime dead. Obviously, I mean, come on, near and yep. dear to my heart. But the spores no. are good. I mean, the the fact that you can fly with your spores, the halo damage that it takes, you can is add. Is you can add
0: your spore damage to your attacks, which is very nice. From what I can tell, yes, it, that just DMing it. They have a lot. Like she has a lot of power. Yeah, they are, they are they're the necromancers because at fourteenth level, um, you can't be blinded, deafened, frightened, or poisoned. Yeah. Yep. Wow, and you also negate all critical hits. That's... Any critical hit against you counts as normal. So you're skeleton.
3: just a squishy mushroom now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're just a. Squishy You've mushroom. officially
3: ascended <laughs> to squishy mushroom.
1: That's true. <laughs> um. Yeah. That brings us to the circle of stars. Uh,
2: um, let's, ca- let's call this what this is. This is. You know, if anybody's played WoW, this is your Boomkin. who? This is your Boomkin. This is your Starry Druid. Oh, I I, I want to play this because I played Boomkin back in the day. Uh, but it's just the idea that you are more celestial. Uh, at second level, you get the ability to have a map be your focus. Nothing great. Uh, but when you hold the map, you get Guidance. You get Guiding, Guiding Bolt. That's prepared. It comes as a Druid spell. You can also, you know, you can cast Guiding Bolt without spending a spell slot. That's crazy. Guiding Bolt's fun. It's a very high-level cleric, or it's very damaging cleric spells.
3: I was just say, Gotting Bolt is probably like one of the best first-level spells out it's there. It's like 3d8, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's the idea that you don't expend
2: a spell get slot to use it, yeah. and you get to do so at time equal to your proficiency bonus. But That's if you cool. lose the map, you have to do a thing to replace it. And, you know, use your star map. However, at level 2, you get starry form. Uh, so instead of being a beast, you are now a constellation.
1: I like the, I like the bonuses you get, though. Yes, and uh-huh. the fact that at la- later levels you can actually add them together seems pretty cool.
0: Yeah,
1: I made yes. a joke. I
0: made a joke that druids are just like all the subclasses are going to turn into that, where it's what? just your wild shape turns into pick a f- unique aspect of nature, and that can be like a damaging yep. version of that. Love it. But yeah, like
2: like JT says, yeah. said, you get bonuses based on it. So I want to be the constellation of the armor. My bear form is still a druid. However, the stars that I am made up of is in the shape of an archer. All right. Oh, that'd be cool for like a, if you were going to do like a Greek setting. Yeah, because they're huge into constellations. Yep. When you activate this form, bonus action. You know, you get a ranged spell attack, hurling a luminous arrow. So I get to do my crazy stuff, and as a bonus action, I can launch an arrow that way. Dragon chalice. Like there's there's certain forms at six you've get the uh basically even or odd bonus as i call it it's omen when you take a whenever you finish a long rest you roll a die uh if you roll even on the die you roll a, it just says roll
3: a die it doesn't say which die well i mean every die has the same side number of even and odd sides, so it's yeah. i mean you could flip a coin really it's yeah just, okay i'll take
2: that um i would probably
3: flip a coin for
2: 50 yeah it's 50 50 regardless you're right yeah um roll a 1d2 yeah <laughs> uh basically uh, if it's even uh whenever the creature you see within thirty feet of you is about to make an attack roll a saving throw an ability check uh you could use a reaction to roll a d6 and add the number so it's that's, that's just a reaction
3: yeah so you can uh, yeah you have to basically you do it and then once you do it you gain access to one of those like
0: yeah it doesn't matter what, yeah it's just you, you get to add a d6 to it
2: uh, level ten, you get twinkling constellations, which is extra damage to your forms. It's just better constellations. And at fourteen, you get full of stars, which is as as we all joke. If you're level fourteen and you basically just get partially incorporeal, which is kind of cool. Uh, but you get resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. If you're that oh, high level it doesn't matter.
3: I was going to say, is it from non-magical weapons? No, or it's just bludgeoning, piercing. It's all.
0: Yeah. Uh, fun. I'm about to play a shadow sorcerer, and they basically get the same thing so yeah. they get like a shadow an, an aspect of shadow that they get to turn into and it's basically this exact thing that's cool yeah so i like that they're they're expanding that into other places
1: so circle wildfire is the last one for druid
0: i read through kind of like druid circle wildfire like doesn't that kind of seem like it's a like shouldn't exist Well, well yeah, i mean wildfire is in their most the natural
3: yeah in their most natural and in- like intent like goal it's is ev- to it's, it's an evocation wizard <laughs> it's to like reset nature that's why you have wildfires because they yeah. do happen naturally it's just unfortunately it's an evocation druid old. you mean
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah well yeah burning uh, hands cure wounds felling spears scorching
3: ray what, is, what you, you know what the, they don't get that really drives me crazy is they don't get fireball well fireball's not controlled I don't care. I want fireball as a druid. Wait, I,
1: I guess, I, I guess if you're going <laughs> to think about you do, it, you, sir. you, you of do get to you do.
3: the best spell in D and D and you're a fire a, druid. Come on. Um, I think this, this
2: spell, this, uh, it's of circle of wildfire. It should just be a uh, controlled burn. that's really yeah, right. all it is. Yeah. yeah really, that's what that's, it's called when you're yeah. burning things for bringing stuff. But
1: yeah, I, I oh, like G. the, 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 the wildfire spirits. Good. Again, it's like a fine familiar, but a lot, but again, it, it, stays only as long as your proficiency bonus and it's more of a it has a a stat block in here but has flame speed which or flame seed which is a range attack which is nice and it can also teleport that teleport Uh, is really nice with it and a creature of your choice with up to 15 feet without taking an opportunity attack and it does damage where it left which is cool so so for you mid maxers you could definitely use this have him run in help and then teleport
0: away and then repeat the cycle and then you can always get advantage yep
1: anyway uh hand spawn is good you get hit points added when you use your wildfire spirit you know with the life but any healing is good you know druids are cauterizing flame is good whenever a creature small or larger dies within 30 feet of you a harmless spectral flame springs forth from the dead creatures flickers there for a minute whenever you creatures you can see enters the space you can use your your reaction to extinguish this plane and heal them or hurt them so it's like a, a delayed heal or hurt which is nice it's 10th level and what was it blazing revival 14th level your wildfire spirit can save you from death. If it's with 120 feet of you and you were reduced to zero, zero hit points and fall unconscious, you can cause the spirit to drop to zero hit points instead. Then you regain half of your hit points and immediately rise to your feet. Half of your but, hit
0: points. That's nice.
1: So it's, at 14 that's levels, it's pretty That's kind of
3: crazy.
0: At high pretty levels, heavy. that's really nice. So that's that's going to feel
3: good. It's very, yeah. And it's like, it will save you from death. Like well, not even saving you from
2: death, but that's still. So you that's like your, a second boss
3: fight. So you get your wild shape form. You go but,
2: to I mean, zero. Look how you broken go, no, you get your wild shape form. You points. go to zero hit points. You come back as you, and then you go to zero hit points, and then you make your creature die,
3: and then you come back to half hit points.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they have so much.
3: To they are the ultimate game. tank. Just no one realizes yeah. it. It's great. Oh
0: no! Nuts. I fully realized that. <laughs>
3: No, I mean, so that, that so, is kind of cool. It basically makes you familiar with uh, Phoenix.
0: So yeah, yeah, so you would you can I have like will, Phoenix, right? Yeah, I will come. I mean, that's it's. I think it's UA sorcerer, but you probably expect it fairly soon. But I like that this opens up the doors for anything really. I mean, you want to be like Circle of the Swamp, be an ogre. Let's fucking do that. You yeah, know, yeah. like I like the idea of you can look at all of these changes. In Tasha's and in any book for this time, and just look at it as a skeleton. So, you know, welcome to Flavortown. You can just make it whatever you want. I think it's also the idea that eventually,
2: fifth edition is closing up, and eventually they're just going to add a subclass of every other class to every class.
0: Oh, man, what. It's it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of mechanics come spring forth from this.
3: Well, I mean, one of the things with that I've always heard about five E is the idea that it's supposed to be you don't need that traditional class because there's a lot of overlap. So you don't need a healer. A lot of classes have healing spells. You don't need a tank. A lot of tank classes can be tanks. So it just it helps so people can play what they want to play yeah. and not be forced to be like, well, we all picked our stuff and we need a tank. So John, you're a tank tonight. Yep. Sorry for this game. And it's like, yep. I don't want to be a tank. I want to be, I don't know, a spellcaster. Yep. Cool. Someone be a druid. Like,
2: yeah. I see. It's also, yeah, it's party creation and the rest.
3: Yeah. Cool. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We would love to keep going, but it's getting long. And why not do another episode? So we'll continue with classes and subclasses in our next episode in the near future and then continue on to all of the DM stuff and Tasha's. As always, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. We'll have a live stream hopefully up soon and a YouTube page to follow with our live plays for you guys to check out. As always, stay safe, wear a mask. See you next time.